I just rub my fingers, then I, I won't be making noise, putting, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just realized that this was a good thing to do. We are recording. Just oh, so oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Today we have a lovely guest with us. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Shall I? Um, okay, I'll introduce myself. Please do. Um, my name is Lisa. I'm 41 years old, born in Stockholm, Sweden. Parents originally from Uganda, Rwanda. Okay. Yes. There we go. Um, so just to jump straight in, how did your parents end up in Stockholm? Okay, so my parents were actors, mm-hmm. touring act- uh, actors, working for the National Theatre in Kampala, Uganda's capital. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had traveled Europe, South Africa, basically everywhere in the world, and during, um, just before I was born, Idi Amin took power of Uganda, um, which subsequently created the civil war. And uh, my parents being artists and free thinkers, and um, yeah, were basically forced to leave overnight. So they traveled to Stockholm because... Um, um, specifically during that time, um, Sweden was being very, um, welcoming to, um, Ugandan asylum seekers. Um, there was an incident of, um, he wasn't an ambassador, what was his name? Who was killed in Uganda, anyway, Mm -hmm. Uh, a Swedish ambassador, I guess he was. Swedish politician. Politician, yeah, who was, um who was murdered, who was killed in Uganda. And following that, um, Sweden basically said, you know, this is, um, this is a dictatorship. We will accept asylum seekers from Uganda. Right. So my parents went to Stockholm. At the time, they already had colleagues who, were, who they stayed with and who they knew. Okay, so they um, were already here before? And... I'm not actually sure if they were specifically in... If they'd specifically been to Stockholm. I think that they had actually been to... They'd been to Denmark, I know, mm-hmm. for a show. Uh, I think also Norway. Okay. And th- through... But Scandinavia. Way, Scandinavia, yeah. yeah. So they had people that they knew in Stockholm who basically said, like, okay, come over. Wow, that's solid. Um, yeah. That's good. Who helped them. Yeah. And the apple clearly did not fall that far from the tree. You were also an artist in your own right. That's, that's an amazing story. So how did you end up in Gothenburg? Um, Wait, rewinding. Okay. Sorry. Not that professional. Uh, how old were you when... Or wait, do you have... You do have siblings, but they're younger, correct? They're young. I have a sister okay. who's younger, yes. So you were the first one of the family, and everyone was born here in Sweden? Yes. Okay. Me and my sister were born here in Sweden. Right. My mother was actually pregnant when she came to... To Stockholm with me. Uh, so I didn't actually get citizenship until three years later because you don't enlist. Unless your parents are both Swedish citizens, you don't get it automatically, you get it three years later. So I was a citizen when I turned three. Mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> Yo, so wait. Like, I mean, my children are born and raised here, so mm. like, I know from you know, week 20 when you're pregnant, that there are scheduled appointments Mm -hmm. and then after the child is born, like, there are also just automatic scheduled appointments Mm -hmm. at BBC. So how did that work for your mother? I have no idea. I've never once asked her. I know that, okay, when I asked my mom what it was like coming to Stockholm during that time, she makes it sound like, oh, we came on, like, a Friday, by Monday, we all had jobs, <laughs> you know, so, so y'all, they would call me like, what do you need? Do you need a pram? Do you need, like, Yo. she, she makes it sound like they gave her whatever she could possibly need. Right. So I don't think that there was an issue about, like, 
getting appointments and, mm. and that kind of stuff. But, uh, but these were, I mean, this was 78, 79, yeah. so... I'm just wondering, like, how the... Because society is very, very regulated here. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was asking, because, like, I cannot possibly imagine the, like, Roma population that might not have citizenship in this country. Mm -hmm. Because I know how hard it was for me, like, you know, the first year getting into the system here. Like, I had a permanent contract, a full-time job. Mm -hmm. I owned an apartment with my ex-wife, and, like, we were in the system. But I remember I had been here probably a year and a half, and one time, and this is 15 years ago, but I literally show up with a physical paycheck to the bank. Oh. And the woman wouldn't take it. And I go, what you mean? And she was like, I can't be sure that that's you on your ID. And I'm like, "Huh? my ID is uh, issued by the bank that we are standing in. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, For people that might not be Swedish, that's how, like, IDs work here. Not driver's license, but an ID can, at least, yeah, it comes from your bank. Or did. But yeah, it was very, very strange. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was just asking, like how the whole part of like being here and not technically being a citizen would work. And how long did it take for your parents? I also have never asked them. Okay. Oh, actually, well, I know my my mother is is a Swedish citizen. My father is not. He's still a Ugandan citizen. And then with the post-distant, so to speak. Yeah, which is what yeah. I literally have. Yeah. I'm not a Swedish citizen yeah. either. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Wow. Because I... Yeah, I don't know how it works. It's very, very so interesting. It's only the stories, and I've just been like, oh, yeah. I never asked them, like, yeah, but then what was it like? But I do I do know that my mom did make, has made it clear to me that it was, it was quite easy for them to, like, integrate. But then again, they also, as I said, they did have colleagues here. Yeah. Who... So they had a support they had, system. They had a support system. Built in, yeah. And, I mean, they didn't speak Swedish, but at least they all spoke fluent English, which must have helped. Yes. Even, even back then. Yes. I can, um, I can definitely imagine that that yeah. was a positive, yeah. Um, so, with, with that being said, how did you get to Gothenburg? Okay, so... I also do not know the specifics of this. This is what has been told to me. All right, we're going to take a little pause (laughs) so that Lisa can go and do her homework about her family tree. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I I just just agree. All I know is that one day Mm -hmm. they said, we're moving to Gothenburg. There's an an English private school. We had some, uh, also some family friends who had moved here before us. Um, so we literally moved just like two doors down from where they were staying. And for me, it was Black like, folk. well, obviously, <laughs> obviously we're supposed to be here. This, this is where, you know, our family friends are. This is where their kids are who, you know, I've known since I was born. There we go. We're going to an English school where, an international school. Okay. Yeah. Which so, one? Um, it was the English junior, the English junior school it was called then now i think it's just called the english high high school okay yeah um and how old were you when that happened so i was six when i started Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah six okay yeah so you remember this vividly though this part yeah yeah basically no (laughs) (laughs) yeah do we need to pause? No, to no, 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 no. I remember call. this. I was six, I moved to Gothenburg. Yes, I remember this. <laughs> so, when you got here, was there, there must have been, like, literally no culture shock, really. It was just a different part of the country, or? Yeah, uh, I don't, yeah. It was a different part of the country. I started school, I mean, in, in Stockholm, we lived in uh, Rinkeby, which I'm, Rinkeby? I don't know it. You don't know Rinkeby? Yo, I've been to Stockholm maybe three what? times. I don't know Stockholm like that. 
I know people from Stockholm. Oh my I'll be asking where they're oh from. Oh my god. Okay, so. No, I know it. I'm playing. You know, okay. Oh my god, I was about, I was about to start singing and stuff like Sharice. I was like, how do you not know? Okay. Yeah. So we were. In, but would you explain a, a little okay, bit about so it? Okay, so Linkaby is a suburb in in uh, Stockholm. Um, majority of inhabitants are working class. Um, also immigrants from uh, yeah different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you could say it's a, an area that has marginalized inhabitants, socioeconomic issues. Another word would be hood. <laughs> I don't like using that word because I don't think that we really have hoods. No, you you don't. Not at all because it's a very um, it's a country with a huge social safety yeah so mm-hmm. but yeah i was just one wanting to have a little bit of an explanation of where you moved from and then yeah when you got to when gothenburg got to, yeah. where did you move then then we moved to yelbo which is basically mm-hmm. the same right basically the same point being um i moved i was i grew up and moved from and to areas with um a population of people from different different countries and different Very, backgrounds, different religions. Yes. So multicultural. Um, yes, multicultural. Yes. Which is funny thing is if you're standing at Yelbu Centrum mm-hmm. and you look towards Cortadala, I yeah. literally live on top of the biggest hill. Oh really? Like my house Damn. is right at like the path that starts at my house. Yeah. I could leave my front door walk through the woods back up and I'm at Yelbo Centrum and like <gasps> they, I told you that's wait, what it's called Murder right? Hill? that's what it's called yes someone yeah that's what they when I when ladies and gentlemen <laughs> exclusive 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 <laughs> yo so apparently I live on Murder Hill alright alright now we know thank you appreciate it wow I did not I've heard a bunch of different names for it but yeah that's, okay. that's, what, that's what they call me when I was growing up there. Yeah, that's where yeah. I live. That's when you see me on Instagram <laughs> walking in the woods, but I'm like, yo, I'm out here. That's where I'm at. Okay. Walking up and down Murder Hill. Oh, I know. All right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. But so that's also part of the reason why I moved mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is because, you know, from where we live, where I live with my children to their school which is the, up the hill from where we are now. Yeah. Um, within that time, my kids will hear three, four different languages. Yeah. Instead of, you know, way on the other side of the city mm-hmm. where they live with their mother. And it's, yeah, it's not multicultural yeah. whatsoever in Auckland. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say whatsoever, but um, in comparison, yeah. Yeah. It's very, very, very different. So, when someone asks you, where are you from? Mm-hmm. What is your typical response? Okay. So, um, in the beginning, when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> way back. back way, way time. back. Back in the days. <laughs> um, when someone asked me where I was from, it was quite obvious that they were asking me because obviously they weren't asking me where in Sweden that was from. That wasn't the reason why they asked that question. Real quick, were, not to yeah. cut you off. Okay. Why? Why? Um, because um, because being Swedish back then was very much related to the colour of your skin and mm-hmm. having a dark skin n- the first question everyone thought, regardless of the fact that I speak fluent Swedish, I've always spoken fluent Swedish. You're born here. I was, yes, yeah, like I'm born expected. here. So <laughs> it, it would still be, okay, so where are you from? And then I would, mm. so my, my, my answer would always be, oh, well, uh, my parents are from Uganda, Rwanda. Because that's the answer that they, that's the answer that they want. But they're asking you. They're not asking where your parents from. They're asking no, no, no. where you from. They're asking where I'm from. Yeah. Obviously, that's the answer that they want. If they would 
they would also they could also just say, oh, okay, so your parents are from there, but so you must be from Sweden. I never got that like that really? response. No, because that was never. They, they're asking, look, you're black. Mm. You're obviously not Swedish the way that we we consider it Swede. <clears throat> I need you to identify. I need you to help me identify where you're from. So that that's how that used to work back in the days. Mm. Then there was a there was a period when I was studying um, abroad in London, and people would ask me the same question. Right. Um, and I would always say Sweden. I would always say Sweden. Really. Because I couldn't say I can't say that I'm. I couldn't say oh I'm from Uganda Rwanda because if I say that in London people think oh you're fr- you're literally <laughs> yes yes you yes. literally came over from what no that's yeah. not what happened do you I'm, know my cousin exactly you know what I mean <laughs> so then I have to be like no no I'm from Sweden right and then all of a sudden it be, it became a way to me like Sweden is my home that's where my parents are this is where my friends are I was mm-hmm. born there I call this place my home yes. and why is it only when I'm abroad that I feel comfortable saying that I am from there. It was a very, very, very weird, yeah. This is awakening for me. This is literally exactly um, why I started this podcast. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's also a thing for me that I realized um, coming here, and it typically has come a lot stronger from African people. Mm-hmm. But it's every race, to be honest. Yeah when people ask the exact same question to me and I say I'm from New Jersey, actually, <laughs> there's a little caveat. Uh-huh. Depends on how good, or good, how well they speak English. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, because. it will automatically become Nigeria. I don't know how New Jersey <laughs> becomes Nigeria, <laughs> but it does. Oh, wow, that's a big Which thing. is okay. interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean... Don't get me wrong. You come to Trenton, you go to Newark, yeah. it might look like Nigeria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm from a very black city. So, um, yeah, like everyone yeah. at the bank, the bus driver, the the postman, the garbage people, like mm. everyone. My mother's in the government. Like yeah. everyone is black in my city. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's weird, though. Because if I say New Jersey, mm-hmm. they'll be like, no, where are you originally from? And my response is like, uh, my mother's cervix? What do you mean? Yeah, like, what, yeah. how, where are we going here? Because yeah. it's always, well, where are your parents from? And I'm like, Georgia and Chicago. Yeah. Well, where are their parents? Look, bro, we're going to be here all day. We ain't got time. <laughs> My family, my ancestors built the country. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was a hard, hard lesson for me to learn moving here when I was like, yo, I got here before I turned 30. I was all yeah. uh, idealistic. I'm a citizen of the world. Yeah. I got here. People made quite sure to put me right in my place and be like, you are American. Yeah. Stop that. Mm-hmm. Because it was something that I didn't realize. I thought that I had more of a worldly vision than that I got here. This is the first place I've ever been. Okay. I'd never been to any other country. Okay, okay. Like, yeah. I think my mother and I are two out of six people in my whole family. And when we have family reunions, it's like 100 people. Yeah. We're two of six, maybe, that have passports. Okay, that's it. Okay, that's crazy. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's not crazy? Well, it's not. Actually. It's not. So, I mean, just America as a whole yeah. is very low on the world traveling scale. Yeah. But people that are marginalized, mm-hmm. especially African Americans, we're not really concerned. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm not saying we're a monolith or anything, but it's just, it's low on the priority list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, so anyway... Back to you in London. I'm sorry I interjected. No, no, no. But I, it's it's something that I've felt Mm -hmm. really, really strongly, and that's why I started this sort of because I've heard a lot of people uh, asking and answering this question. Yeah. And it's a huge thing, and it always freaked me out when people go into their bloodline. Yeah. And I'm like, 
dude, I'm asking, like, what neighborhood you from? Like, yeah. what city you from? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so when you were in London, you realized that Sweden is actually where you're from. Yes. And you'd never felt that while you were here. Basically, yeah. Like, to answer a simple question, where I'm from, mm-hmm. to be constantly asked where you're from when you're home, yeah. <laughs> kind of makes it difficult for you to feel that you're at home. Yeah, it's a little, um, it's a little outgrouping. Yeah. So like, yeah, you're a part of this uh, Swedish tribe, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. but because I guess you don't fit the ideal of it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that was then. That was, okay. That that was there was the early version when I was a child. Then there was the young adult. Now I feel like I don't get asked that question as mm-hmm. much, but I also kind of realize, because I mean, okay, I've been abroad for a few years. And yeah, you also lived. Yeah. Where else have you lived? In um, Germany. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was living for the past five years. Right. Moved back a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago. And I was going to ask about that also. Mm-hmm. Has it happened there and what was the yes there i was very clearly not a you know a german citizen i <laughs> very spoke the language so I people mean, would i mean no 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 i don't mean because I was black. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't mean because i was no i don't mean because i was black. i mean that people just real people just kind of saw and heard straight away because I, I, mm. I, I i mean i learned the language after seven months took an intensive course and i just spoke German, mm. like when I was out and about, so people could hear straight away that you and had an accent. That I had an accent, and okay. the funny thing is, is that people guessed that I was from Holland, no, because of my accent. Yeah. And I'd be like, "No, I'm from Sweden," and they'd be like, "Oh, how did you end up in Sweden?" And then I'd be like, "Well, uh. my parents." Are from. <laughs> so it's the same thing, but it's kind of like a different yeah, yeah, yeah. way to that to that question, but. Uh, yeah. It, 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 I, I accepted it's a, it. It's a roundabout racist way. <laughs> I accept. I was like, oh, I will take that. I will take that. I will welcome your roundabout <laughs> racism as long as you go around the corner, yeah. down the block, and then you come back with yeah. me. Because, like, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very. Okay. All right. Um, I just assumed they would see you, like, Wearing a pair of off whites and be like, wait, those are. She must be from here. Yeah, she she, she must, must be from Holland. She she must be <laughs> from Holland because you know. Yeah. Nike oh, yeah, EHQ. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> That's true, what true, I, true. I didn't even think about that. Why didn't they think that? <laughs> Yo, they weren't they weren't what? being racist. They were just sneakerheads. It's all right. <laughs> Yo, this girl's got the plug. Oh. She is direct from Hilversum. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so in London and in Germany, mm-hmm. there were also different, uh, different, I guess, connotations to when people are asking you, mm-hmm. do you think that's something that like you feel automatically from a, the person that's asking or the way they're asking? Um, I mean, it's ve- it's very specific. I feel like when someone wants to know, like your ethnic, like, mm. you know, what I mean, there's there's a, there's a different way. There's a different way to ask that question. Right. It's, some people are very specific. Like I want to know, like ethnically, what are you? Break it down to the last compound. Yes. Got yes. you. And another person who's just like, okay, so where, like, where are you from? Like, what what's your deal? I. Th- you just kind of notice. London was also different because London, I could, like, assimilate a lot easier. Because I also speak English fluently. Right. From, you know, it's my first language. So I felt like I could just kind of blend. Mm-hmm. And people would just be like, well, she's, I mean, she must, she's probably from here. Right. But if she's not from here, she's probably, you know, here from, she was a kid. Right. Whatever. Um, I'm going to just pause it for a second here. Mm-hmm. Let's take a little break. And we're going to come right back to you in London. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, Let let's try. My All right, we could maybe time travel, but we'll be right back.
Okay, and we're back. Um, so, in London, you could tell it was uh, it was sort of assumed that there needed to be no more follow up questions, mm. um, or if there were, it was less of a important stressed about literal ethnicity yeah. or the country that your parents were born in. Mm. Um, but you felt differently in Germany because of... I felt, I mean, I felt very much like a foreigner in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people would ask me where I was from, I, I felt, I probably felt like it was a more justified question. There? Yeah. Because I just, I wasn't, I wasn't from there. I, I, I was new. I was just, I was learning everything about the country. So I felt like when people were asking me where I was from, I was like, I'm not from here. You notice that? Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't feel from here. And this is where I'm from. Oh, so that's the, where the justification comes in. Yes, where it, yes. Like it makes It makes sense, sense that you ask me them. because right. I don't feel like I'm from here. I, I, I don't fit in. Right, right, right. So I'm cool with that question. Right. Again... You obviously notice when someone wants to know, like, specifically. Mm. And I'm like, well, then just ask specifically where Solid. I'm from. I don't... don't, I don't and it's, not, it doesn't, it's not necessarily a bad question. Okay. There are different... I feel like there are dif- different contexts. In Germany, I was a foreigner. Mm. When I'm at home, they saw when I'm you, here... They saw you not using the currywurst ketchup. They're like, obviously, this is not... <laughs> You know what I mean? She don't rock with the curry and the ketchup, so... I'm speaking nah. German, but I'm not, I'm not speaking the slang that they expect me to use. Uh, right? ooh, oh, oh, You know what oh. I mean? Like, alta, oh. guy, like, all that stuff. I didn't know that in the beginning. Yo, I don't know that stuff either. Like, I learned it. <laughs> I was like, okay, now I'm a bit more from here. Were, like, okay, okay. Yeah. So there were, there were um, expectations put on you from outside, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. Maybe I just, maybe I just like internalize it. I don't know. I do believe that there are multiple things that are internalized that are yes. put upon us that we mm-hmm. cannot control. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. again, it's like I said. Like, I'll get defensive when someone asks me like too many follow up questions about yeah. where I'm from, and I'm like, what? What are you trying to get at? Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Mm. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Do you want to see pictures of my <laughs> uncle in the U.S. Army yeah. during the Korean War? Yeah. Like, what you want? Like, mm. what? And the funny thing is that most of the people who ask those questions, I'm just going to say are white, they've never ever had to endure that kind of deep question. You know what I mean? Like, question it? Yeah. If you ask someone from Sweden or Denmark, they'll just say that they're from there. No one will ever be like, okay, like, but where from Sweden? Right. How are your parents? Like, how, like they don't have... It's, well, maybe, it's, maybe. I mean, so? well, I just will only say it in this way. is like, it's a more benign way. Because they're mm-hmm. like... Oh, you maybe sound like you have a Vecha accent or something. Okay, yeah. So maybe that will happen, but it'll never happen in the same manner as we are talking about, yeah. where it's like. We've already like specified where we're from. Mm-hmm. The answer wasn't wasn't good enough or wasn't what you expected. <laughs> Did so you now your <laughs> personal quota. So now we will continue. <laughs> yeah. We have to play this game. How much longer does this game go? Like. Yes. I hate Monopoly, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Please keep asking. Um, so, do you feel like it's your personal uh, duty or, yeah, I guess um, it's your personal responsibility to answer these questions up front or, like, st- Put a put a put a fence in between your answer and them coming back with more follow up questions. Um, I think um, now yes, definitely, because now I, I feel like we're in an atmosphere and people should at least have come a long way to realize that being a, like a Swedish person, being Swedish, is not just one color. And one, you know, mm-hmm. it's like we're we're multicultural. We 
we keep saying it like, oh they were saying it back then as well but I think like now people get it more so like for instance there was this one thing that happened a few years maybe you probably remember that with kids there was a commercial was it Lindex who had the the black child who was dressed as a Lucia oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, yes. and of course the trolls and race were like oh a black kid can't and then people started putting oh, up yes, my, from when they were yes, kids and I was like yes. I have I have those pictures I would love you to know? see them uh, okay. let, it, let oh. me add them into the <laughs> podcast show notes please I have them like I have them like I've been are you kidding me I love to sing I've been like on every yes you do and you sing lovely all these outfits all these like national mm-hmm. these I've, I've done them I've sang the songs I've my children have them too yeah. So when I remember seeing that, and I was like, okay, like, people are finally saying, like, no, you know what? You saying that I'm not Swedish or I can't partake mm-hmm. in a culture that, like, I, I'm born here. I live here. Of course I should be able to partake in it. That's me. And, like, making a thing, a statement about it. Now I feel like if someone would, kept, would ask me, where are you from? And I say, I'm from here. I'm Swedish, but I'm born in Stockholm. That's how I answer the question now. Mm. I have still, in a long time, not have anyone say like, yeah, but what do you mean? Like where, like they, that they don't get it. So you think things are changing and... I think that people understand that I am Swedish, even though I can be Swedish, even though I'm black. Right. Do you think that it's, um, I'm not asking you to get into someone else's psychology, yeah. but yeah. like, do you think it's, more city dwellers? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, people of color are everywhere in Sweden. I, yes, yes like, I know yeah. this, but... Yeah, no, so, so it doesn't really make sense that they wouldn't... But of course... Hmm, it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't mm. be up to date. Right. Or, you know, so you, following this, like, this consciousness right. of... With the um, with the Lucia thing, mm-hmm. do do you remember when that was? I don't. It wasn't that it four wasn't or five that years ago. ago. Yeah, something yeah. like this. Um, on my other podcast, mm-hmm. my co-host and I also talked about that. Um, but she, of course, had more information about it. Um, I remember talking about it about a year ago, and maybe a year and a half ago and not really being up on it mm-hmm. so it was hard for me to understand but like I can understand now in retrospect like yeah I see how it was a uh, kind of a linchpin and when that got pulled on society there was something as simple as a, an advertisement mm-hmm. with a little black child yeah like, just doing what he was born and raised in his culture to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would be, you know, it would make all the sense in the world to see him or a, a, any child of any race, creed, yeah. or culture wearing a little Santa suit. Yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. But since it's so very... Or they think it's very Swedish culture because mm-hmm. I, they do Lucia in all other countries. Like, it's very, very interesting to see that that thing sparks such a big uh, communal conversation. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so, you've stated very clearly that Sweden is your home, uh, Sweden is where you're from, and it's taken, has it taken you a long time to feel that way or? Has it been um, just traveling that... Yeah, it, I mean, it was basically just traveling and having other people just ask me where I'm from and me having to say, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm from Sweden. I, I can't say that I'm from anywhere else. This is, this is where I am. This is my home. Absolutely. It is a clear-cut answer. Uh, also, going home to Uganda and being with my cousins and they're just like, you're not Uganda. <laughs> you're just not. You're not Rwandan. You are not, you are, you are, if anything, you are European, but you That's are not was, African. That was the next question. That was the next question. Like, all right, all right, all right. Yep, facts, yep, facts. Yep, yep. Not gonna, not gonna, and then just kind of, like, no, I am, I'm Swedish, right? I'm just, just, that's just the answer I'm gonna give now. No, I got you, I got you. I was going to ask about that because I've never been to Africa, 
so like it has been uh it's been something that I've wanted to do for a long time but again mm-hmm. you know because of colonialism um and the triangle slave trade the triangle trade we do not have any place that we can call our home or mm-hmm. our uh you know our place yeah. our our origin yeah so um I don't know. I think I'm gonna like I've been talking to a couple of other friends that you also know grew up with, um that um we should go to Ghana together. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be interesting. That will be interesting. Um right? once airplanes are in the sky once again. <laughs> maybe we you know, maybe we <laughs> rock out on a boat, take a long <laughs> I don't know, road trip to a ferry or yeah. I don't know how would we do it, but um but yeah, um, I also wanted to ask, like, I have met a few of your friends that you grew up with, mm-hmm. and how was it, like, in the 80s growing up here? Ooh. Okay, let's take a real quick pause. How do I? Ooh, okay. <laughs> and we'll be right back with that. <laughs> back and the question on the table is growing up here in the 80s Mm, okay so Gothenburg was not as multicultural as it is today obviously Um, I think um, I mean I loved growing up I loved growing up in in Gothenburg yeah yeah, I mean, I was in Yelbo, and like I said, we moved to Gothenburg because we had a lot of family friends who were here. We had like a small Ugandan community. Um, it's beautiful. With kids that, you know... As I said age. before, black folk yeah, <laughs> just black moved folk. together. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we grew up together, the kids went to this, we, you know, almost all of us went to the same school. Okay, um, yeah. We lived in, in a few different parts, but all of us mainly in um, the one area, Angered, which, you know, mm-hmm. as I said, very similar to Rinkibu Yelbo. Um, very multicultural. Um, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I loved growing up here. I, I think when I reminisce on it now, there were a few things, not a few things, there were quite a lot of things that I missed. I missed um, not, like, being represented mm-hmm. like I didn't really there weren't really a lot of black women for me to kind of not even look up to just see <laughs> you know what I mean like just just in general just see just to see that we actually exist outside of the home the home mm-hmm. and like our little group um and then being a teenager and wanting to like buy makeup and you know just general stuff. Uh, there's nothing. Yeah. There's literally flipping nothing. There's nothing for you my cursed. hair. <laughs> you don't n- Yeah, I can Okay. <laughs> there's fucking not. There was nothing for my hair. There was nothing in my shade. Right. There was just. Oh, it was just very. Yeah, it was just very not feeling like anything was like for you. Right. Or you were even supposed to like exist in this space that was the thing yeah Um, that being said we also we went to London a lot of times because we had friends there also also a a city with you know a a quite large Ugandan community yes Um, and that's kind of where I realized that oh my god Sweden is really white (laughs) and there are actually places in Europe where a yes. black girl can go and feel, you know, at home. At exactly. At home. That's like I said. Yeah. Wait, you from Uganda? Do you know my cousin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I did, you did kind of realize that this, that Sweden was very, not as multicultural as the, as the advertisement, or as they, you know, would kind of say. Mm. So do you think that had an influence on you wanting to go to London to study? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. There was no way that we would... 
listen, all of us, all of the girls that I grew up with, right. we all left after high school. We were done. We were like, no, okay, now we want to move to <laughs> anywhere where we can just exist. be with people who exist, with people mm. who look a little bit more like us. Right. Um, and also, I think it was just good for our like self-esteem when you're trying to study and, and thinking about your future and a career, that you can actually go to a city where... There is a black banker and there's a black policeman and there's and not and people are not making a big fuss about yes, it. It's man. just it's just everyday stuff. Where you can see yourself. Yes. And the old saying of if you can see it, you can be it. If you don't see it, you don't even think that you could be it. Go. It took me uh, I think I lived here about nine years before I saw a black person work at a bank. Mm -hmm. There's a black woman, um, SCB near Hidden. Yeah. The first time I'd ever seen a black woman at a bank, and I was yeah. just like, <laughs> I did that thing that, I mean, I've heard, I've heard quite a few uh, white people talk about like, what do you mean it's not okay to smile at black people when you see them in public? And I'm like, it's not a fucking zoo animal. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You know how we have the nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right? have a nod. Right? It's like, it's like, I see you, I see you. I see you, I see you. Yeah. Shit pops off. I'm looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> you get in, get in my dust. I'm, yeah. I'm, run, I'm running. Follow me. Going back to going to London, like, that was a huge, like, I guess growing up and being able to go there mm -hmm. was really yeah. positive for you. It was yes. helpful. Definitely, definitely. And then when you got there, what did you study? When I was there, I studied psychology. Mm -hmm. Yes, I thought I wanted to be a psychologist. Which we are in such dire need mm -hmm. of black psychologists on a global scale. It that's is... not what I'm gonna. That's not. That's not what. That's not what happened. I, I, I spoiler alert. But I, but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> We do need more. <laughs> but I ain't gonna be one of them. I got you. I hear you. I hear you. You are heard. You are seen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. See. See. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So psychology. Nobody. Yeah. Um. Then I moved back to Sweden. Mm -hmm. Um. Then I started studying human rights. I went to South Africa to work there for a while. Yes. Moved back. To Sweden. Wait, you don't. Let's mm. not glaze over that. Oh, but that, okay. No, I, I. We've talked about it before, and it's a very impressive uh, thing to have done, and it's a part of the story of who you are, and it also it shows, I think, um, something that is not often seen in the same way here. Mm -hmm. Because when you think of someone doing what you have done, it typically is not somebody that looks like us. That is true, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to real quick ask, mm -hmm. what happened when you went to South Africa? Um, okay, so I went to South Africa um, to work for... Um, an organization that works with uh, refugee rights. Mm -hmm. um, and um, basically I worked as a, like a programs officer. They um, were initiating a interpretation program um, before um, interpretation services were completely um, freelance, uh, which also meant that you had to pay for it, which also meant that there was a lot of corruption because a lot of people would... Um, mistranslate things? Not mistranslate things, but literally um, some people would say, well, I know this um, uh, officer at the reception center, he's going to hook you up with uh, asylum. Give me a little extra money. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. There was a lot of that going around. No, and yeah. so um, with this, um, with the organization that I work for, they were... Start. They were actually starting this from the ground up and offering offering free services, which basically meant that all these freelance 
gangs. I mean, a lot of them, you could literally call them gangs, uh, were going out of business. Um, so it was quite dramatic. Okay. That's... Uh, it, it's a whole... It's a whole... You have to get into the whole situation in South Africa and before and after apartheid and once they opened, you know, their borders and people were coming in and it's, it's a whole issue. Once again, colonialism. Yes. Oh, very much so. Being, yeah. or should we say capitalism with colonialism as the forklift? Oh. Doing the heavy lifting for <laughs> capitalism? I mean... <laughs> Sorry, I've been doing a lot of work in my yard. I'm thinking about power tools and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, literally power tools. Tools of power. Tools of power. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, so it was a whole thing. So I also need to say this. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty impressed with, like, translation gangs. Like, I've heard of a lot oh, of gangs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no, no. It was, it was bad. Like, people who were were being, you know, they were being threatened and beaten up by... You know, these people who who basically had, like, free range. Wow. Who were making... I mean, they were making a living. They were making a living translating for people. And then and then our organization came in and said, listen, we're here. Home Services has, has hired us. They they want us to give... To to offer free, you know, free translation services. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, they were going out of business. Wow. So it was very, very... It was a very... It was a very... Very, very traumatic, traumatic uh, five, four or five months that I was there. No, okay. six months that I was there. Um, yeah. But there was a lot of drama. But it was also very, very empowering to be, you know, to be in Africa, to be in South Africa and just see how things work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just live there. Live there and work there. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't through school. It was, it, this was something that me and the family just kind of, I just kind of got the offer through a family friend who said, you know, do you want to come down and work? You're studying human rights, just come down and work for for a few months and get some experience that looks good on your CV. And I was like, okay, off I go. Yeah, which again is unfortunately not the, I guess, uh, PDF version mm. of what people going to work for an NGO mm. in Africa look like. Yeah. Because it's, again, psychology. Mm. People that are actually from the continent working on the continent to help the continent itself as opposed to... Because, and that's what you saw when you were down there. That the, the peop- all the people on the ground were, were South Africans. Mm-hmm. They were all South Africans or Africans from other countries who were helping, you know refugees who had come it was uh, there weren't a lot of you know Europeans mm. I mean I'm European but obviously <laughs> they didn't really see me as a European I was until you started African. speaking and then they were like hey and they were like okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no so that was yeah so that was a little that was a little sidetrack in my mm-hmm. life that I did but it was I just wanted to ask about it mm-hmm. again. Yes. All this could get cut out. <laughs> Wait, no, no. You can edit at really well. Okay, thank you. I'm always it. just like, listen, whatever comes out of my mouth is just hey, out. Yeah. Can't put it back in. Nope. Might as well just nope. let the world hear. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, then you left South Africa and finished. That was the end of studies. Um, that was, I came back, I had my thesis to write, started writing it, and then my love of music came to the picture, um, mm-hmm. and we, I we, yeah, basically released an album while I was writing my thesis, and the thesis just got put on the shelf. That's I a little... Just, that's... I just went on tour and forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's... That's the that's basically what happened. Speaking of sidetracks, <laughs> that is possibly the most oppressive sidetrack I've ever heard. That's what happened. Yo, so I was I was at the house, I was writing my paper, and <laughs> woke up two months later on tour with an album. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's very impressive. It's very impressive. Um 
it's it's beautiful to see someone following their dreams. Yeah. And succeeding and being positive also without hurting people in it within mm-hmm. the uh, process. So when you have been on tour, have you been touring outside of the country? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And how has that felt to be outside of the country and representing Sweden and Uganda? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it felt natural. It felt good. By then, I'd already, you know, kind of... My whole self-identity, I'd kind of already figured that out. Yes. So I was just... This is me. This is our music. Mm-hmm. I'm Swedish, Ugandan, Rwandese. Bam. <laughs> Get this. Yeah. Get into this. Yes. Um, but, again, it's amazing because... And that's another reason why I wanted to talk to you because you are... Um, you've done all of these amazing things, but you also represent a side of Sweden that I don't think people get to see as much. Um outside of Sweden. Mm, okay, okay. Once again, okay. as we spoke about the German 1000% uh where I'm from, mm-hmm. like my cousins still be like, "Yo, I know you want to see black folks." And I'm like, "Yo, there are black people here. <laughs> there are black people here." Yeah. Um <laughs> I remember I was at my mother's house and this is must have been like Six, seven years, nah, yeah, maybe seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm there with a friend from Brooklyn, and we're watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. and Larry David's on a date. And my mother, we're in her basement, she comes down and she's saying something, and something makes a joke about me living in Sweden. Yeah. And then she goes back upstairs. The next thing is Larry David saying to Xena, the warrior princess. Yeah. Ugh, you're exotic. Like a black man in Sweden. And like, <laughs> Jake and I just... What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, wow. it's a thing. Me and my... Wow. One of my oldest friends, his name is also Jake. We just look at each other like, <laughs> yo. It was... Yeah, it was very, very strange. But I think the tourist board, uh, <laughs> the PR campaign, <laughs> the... <laughs> The advertising net that has been thrown out across the globe is that Sweden is a super homogenous... Don't get me wrong, it is. But it's one of the last pure-ish white countries. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We're like, there's none of us here. And I'm like, I try to explain to people, I, I want for the representation to be more regular. Yeah. Um, It's very, very strange that, like, no matter where you go on this planet, you are always going to find a Chinese restaurant. Mm -hmm. The people that run it, like, they're always going to be everywhere. Yeah. There's always going to be um, maybe a Brazilian restaurant, because mm-hmm. how many does this city have? Like five at least? <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite a few. You know, like, no matter where you go, yeah. there's always going to be that. Yeah. And, like, it's the same for black people. There are always going to be, mm-hmm. in some places, There's there might not be a hair care salon. There might not be a place to get, mm. get, get supplies. Yeah. <laughs> but there are... People everywhere, the planet is a multicultural place. It is a melting pot. Mm-hmm. And um, I thank you so much for allowing me to ask you these questions and <laughs> digging into your trauma. I know there's much homework you need to do. <laughs> like, you have I to need ask to your my parents. parents. <laughs> I need to ask them some questions. Why, did I, why have I not cared enough to ask them what it was like? I mean, I just, I just took whatever they said and like i was done with it i was like okay, also fine, as a kid like you, you don't really don't yeah and i've again you have from what you've said you already knew 
and felt that this is your home, mm-hmm. like, it makes sense that you would need a whole backstory. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you know stories about Rwanda and Uganda mm-hmm. in a deeper level mm-hmm. from your family. No? Mm-hmm. Oof. All right, guys. We're gonna we're gonna Bam. end this part, and Lisa's gonna call her family. <laughs> oh God! This is horrible. Uh, thank- this is probably just me, by the way. No, Don't it's not. Judge it's anyone not. else of my of my girlfriends. No, I'm sure that they have. It is very much not. I you think so. I don't know. I've I've had uh, family members that have done a lot of tracing, just because naturally. Yeah. We don't know, you know, where we're from. Um, so that's the only way that I ended up with it. Mm-hmm. I can't say I was actively, as a seven-year-old, being like, so? Like the beginning of Black Panther. Papa, tell me a story <laughs> from home. Like, I was, I was like, yeah. yo, can I go play? Yeah, can yeah, I yeah. play now? Is now playtime? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that I didn't know about. Um until, you know, I lost my parents. And then I had heard different stories from different aunts and different uncles and, you know, stories like the folklore that I heard. I'm like, oh, that was bullshit? Oh, work? (laughs) Or other stuff comes up where you're just like, hang on, what? Who did the what? And stole whose car? Um, But yeah, it's it's not just you. It's everybody. Mm, I don't think everybody... Is very much checking. But, um, okay. This has gone really, really far and long. I wanted to ask, um, what would you like uh, people to know about you? And do you have anything to promote? I know you have your own podcast that we must plug. Oh, yes. Okay, so, yes, I do have podcast that I um, run, no, that's not the word for it, that I host, host. that's the word for it, <laughs> obviously I'm not a very good postcat host, since I don't know what it's called, I don't know what, I, what I'm doing, how to, how to name that, anyway, nobody I'm, does, exactly, uh, I'm a podcast host together with uh, one of uh, my childhood friends, who mm-hmm. I met when I, uh, yeah, when I moved to, um, to, to Gothenburg, right, so she's one of my oldest friends, and um, basically the idea for the podcast was that we were supposed to talk about growing up in Yelbo and how that influenced us, and she's also the same friend who moved to London, we studied together in London, mm. so we've, we've, ba- we've really grown up together, Yes, experienced a lot of stuff together. Um, we decided that it's, we've, we've just experienced too much to just have it focus on where we're from, even though that is, inf- I mean, that's a big part of who we are. You just gave a little really? teaser of it. Let yeah. me know about uh, Murder Hill and everything. Hey, there you we know. go, there we go, there we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> this is what we call a tie in. Oh. Synergy. <laughs> like that. Am I still that? I like that. Please tie-in do, please synergy. do. Uh, just remember, it's a 50 crown oh my uh, God. copywriting fee, so every time you what? use it on the mic, you gotta hit me. Okay. It's just like uh, the guy that says, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. That's, that's $50. I gotta pay oh, that guy. No. Damn. Uh, I'll get it back to him. Um, yes. So, and, and the podcast is called Lisa och Melanie Snacka. Yes. That is Lisa. And Melanie. And Melanie. Chat. Chat. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Or chop it up. Or... In English, we would say shoot the shit. In Swedish, we would say quit the quit then. And that they're like, you literally take a gun and shoot shit. I'm like, no, man, it's just how it's, it's an idiom. Come on, man. It's like not even an idiom. It's a, uh, it's just a saying. You just say it. Mm. Um, yes. So, yes. And I will leave that in the show notes. And also, it just so happens that your podcast host is also a woman of color. Yes, she is. Which... Maybe I could interview her at some point because <laughs> I know she speaks fluent English also. <laughs> Definitely. I will link you too. I, so this is how you use your podcast. <laughs> interviews to get other interviews. <laughs> but yes, so you guys do have an entire life together that you share. Mm-hmm. 
And I can only imagine the amount of stories oh, yeah. and the different perspectives also. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, oh my God. Yes. So everybody has to check that out. I will leave it in the show notes. Um, and from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for sharing. You are very welcome. This right. was a lot of fun. It was not as uncomfortable as I thought it would be. Uh, I think it, it must be the, is it, I don't know. The fact that I didn't wear deodorant? Oh <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. I, I, I have deodorant I'm too far away to the, for you to smell. <laughs> I don't know. That is such a weird response. <laughs> yes, it is, it is, it is, it is. I was, I was going to say <laughs> something else, but that's the only thing that came to my mind. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, but thanks again. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening. That's been This Too Is Sweden. And hopefully we will hear from you next week. Peace.